0: Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me in another episode of Coffee with Jason. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Joe Triana. Yes, I got that right. Um, Joe, thank
1: you so much for taking the time to jam with me today, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, no worries. No worries. It's grad, you know, I'm glad to finally be able to uh, connect with you and, and uh, just kind of, you know, I guess have a cup of coffee together and- <laughs> Yeah, I wish it, I had my coffee. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, this is the talk, I feel I feel naked business. in this podcast and I don't have my you know?
0: coffee today. No, you're um, good, man. <laughs> hey, Joe, for everyone out there that's watching right now and are listening and they kind of don't know your background and how you got started in the industry, if you can kind of give us that 2-minute origin story. That is Joe. <laughs> we'll get
1: that's how we'll get started well it, it happened uh long 15 plus years ago it was a dark and stormy was, night <laughs> I, was, I was washing cars in enterprise rental car. <laughs> <laughs> and i was servicing a local dealership nice. is that actually yeah. where you got started is that you got started you were washing cars yeah, in the enterprise? yeah oh, okay sweet all right started I, was, there. I, was their, I was their uh customer relations person and you know i i I got to know the dealership really well. And I mm-hmm. told my boss, I'm like, we need to make them a priority. We need to take care of them. And so she's, she's like, you you know what? I agree, Joy, uh, Joe. And I was like, Oh, perfect. Let's make sure that they're top priority because they're sending us tons of business. And I just want to make sure that they're like appreciated. So <laughs> this was early <laughs> 2000s and I met with a guy by the name of uh, Dino And another guy by the name of Randy, uh, Randy Mack. And uh, he got to know me and he's like, hey, he's like, come in my office. I want to talk to you. And so, you know, flash forward after a a dinner with some margaritas and uh, I became their service advisor. (laughs) so (laughs) I got my start start in the uh, dealership world. I was at a GM store in California. (laughs) Spent, you know, a couple years there. Uh, Flash forward to uh, my time in Arizona. I worked with uh, a couple auto groups down there in Arizona on the service drive, uh, primarily in fixed operations. Okay. And then uh, I was down there, I worked for the Van Tile group, which is now Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, worked with some really great people, people that took me under their wing, uh, a guy by the name of Tom Fennin, uh his group. I mean, I just, I was, I was very fortunate to have um, a lot of people that, uh, just showed me the ropes. Otherwise, I mean, this business is it's sink or swim, man. It's, and you gotta really, you gotta learn quick. Otherwise you're done. So it's true. Spend some time down there. Um, we've got family up in the state of Washington. That's where I'm at currently. So we, uh, relocated to the state of Washington, uh, worked for, uh, outside sales, did, uh, like wholesale counting with, uh, um, BG products, uh, also was uh working with uh, local Ford dealership just I always seemed like I was in service and then i i uh oh my goodness i'm blowing up here <laughs> <laughs> you must know you 're on the podcast they're like i the know <laughs> let me uh turn that off here a second sorry man No but, worries. Uh, but yeah, so anyways i uh from there. Uh, was in the dealership atmosphere, and I, I knew I needed to do more. I needed to better myself, and I needed to become more versatile. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was approached by a company by the name of eAdvisor. Uh, they gave me an opportunity to uh, pound the pavement, start talking with the you know, customers, and I started you know, outside sales, doing that for about two years, and that was great. It just got me to, to be able to network with so many different people, and then um and then from there i was approached by another out, uh company called auto alert and uh i think
0: i've heard of great, them before
1: <laughs> great
0: yeah, i'm pretty sure i have
1: yeah great <laughs> experience um they they had some stuff that they had to go through and mm-hmm. uh, they had some challenges and uh you know they had to downsize their company <laughs> and guess what joe <laughs> <laughs> you're, Joe, part of the, you're to go. <laughs> you're like, Hey, thank you, Joe. So, <laughs> you know what though? <clears throat> I, I took that and I was thankful for that because mm-hmm. it, it taught me so much in that period of time. And, uh, it just, it made me become, I think more of like a hybrid. So I've got fixed <laughs> operations <laughs> learning the variable side. So right now currently I'm, I'm running their platform for one of my dealerships that I worked with.
0: Okay, and,
1: and so that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm the brand loyalty manager. Uh, I I, now, call, I gotta say I love that title, by the way.
0: Like a oh. brand loyalty manager. I'm curious, is that something the dealership came with? Came up with, or is that something that you decided to come up with? <laughs> I just threw it up there,
1: man, because okay. I, okay, that looks good. We'll throw it up there. <laughs> no, I mean because you, you see all these things like oh, quality assurance manager and 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 okay quality and, and then you got you know, you got all these different titles and names. And I'm like, you know, here we are. We're, everything you see, it's brand, brand, brand. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to be called the brand loyalty manager. So then when somebody asked me, I said, you know, I, I'm all about maintaining the brand of the dealership. Yep. The reputation. We can also say I'm maintaining the Ford brand. Uh, it, it It can go so many different ways. Yeah. And it's like, it's loyalty.
0: I like the word loyalty, right? Because I think at the end of the day that it is one of our goals and objectives as a dealership to maintain royalty, but we use a stupid word for it. Like I actually don't like the word retention. You know what I mean? Like to me, retention just seems, I don't know. I mean, it seems heartless. It doesn't seem to have like a, like a human to human kind of connection, right? Loyalty. Loyalty on the other hand is something that is earned, and is something that you continue to maintain, right? Yeah. Um, you know, people can come. They can, your retention, all right. They can. You could retain them as a customer. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're loyal to you, though. Mm-hmm. That may just be that they bought. You know, they purchased a, a prepaid maintenance package or something like that. So therefore, they're almost kind of retained to you, <laughs> you know, to get that work done. It's like, but but loyalty goes so much farther than that. So, uh, yeah. you know, let's start with that. Walk me through some of the loyalty activities that you would do
1: on a day-to-day basis. You know, I, I look with all the, the information that I've got on the platform I work, I, I see, uh, you know, how many vehicles they purchased, mm-hmm. uh, lifetime value. Uh to me, those are byproducts, but I look to see you know i I see service history I see a lot of that yeah and and so there's times where I will reach out to them, whether it 's a phone call or whether it's uh just a, a a marketing piece i don't put together canned marketing pieces mm-hmm. I send genuine marketing pieces that are like hey thank you for your business. Ah, see, I like that. And, and when you do that, it sets you apart from your competition. And I I hear it all the time. Hey, what, what's the difference between Ford dealership a and Ford dealership B? They all have the same incentives. You could go from this to this and everybody's Mm going to, everybody's going to play the pricing game. So, Though I'm there trying to move units, sell sell cars, and and that's that's the goal at the end of the day. There's times where people. But that's vent- a
0: byproduct, though. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like that's, yeah. that's that's just a byproduct of your efforts. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, yes, we know that the, that's the goal objective, but I mean, I love because I want to stop there real quick, just because that message is so important. Of yeah. you know, thanking someone for their customer is what you do when you're trying to maintain you know loyalty right? Sending them an offer or a discount off of their next oil change because you haven't seen them in six months, that's retention. Mm -hmm. Totally different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've done, I've done soft email marketing introductions, but they're very thoughtful Mm -hmm. and, and whether they're a a service conquest customer, I'll send out just a, a general thank you. And I say, Hey, we appreciate your business there's all these companies around us that you can service your car at, but you've chosen us. And for that, I thank you. So then from there I'll lead into a, Hey, how's your car doing? We're always looking for pre-owned inventory. So if you're ever in the market mm-hmm. to sell your vehicle, I'll take that approach because it kind of, it differentiates you from the other people because they're like, Oh, they're trying to buy vehicles. Maybe if I don't have that vehicle they're talking about, maybe I've got another vehicle. So it opens you up to opportunities. And then I kind of finish it up with a hey, you know, we are part, we have an upgrade program. So if you're ever interested in that, I can definitely go over that with you. But I keep it simple. Sure. And, and uh, I, you know, even though I'm 70 miles from the dealership, the times that I've been there, I've had customers walk in based off of that thank you letter. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, no, because it means a lot to them i mean think yeah. about this
0: it's 2020 yeah. how many businesses out there say thank you just, they just, do you know what i mean yeah. just generally just say thank you you know we wouldn't be here all right these employees wouldn't be here these lights wouldn't be on this building wouldn't be here that flag outside would not exist unless yeah. you had chosen to engage with us and do business with us like shit
1: people let's thank them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing how far that goes along and, mm-hmm. and they may not reply to you right away and that's fine. And you know what? I've had customers that three, four weeks down the road, they'll reply off of that same thank you letter. And well, say, I, I think
0: hey, that's what? a good point too. Right. Cause like, let's say this, I'm thinking even like, I see this a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you'll go out of your way to send a thank you card to someone and actually remember this because we, uh, my wife and I, we we had a a birthday for one of the kids. Right. And she sent out thank you cards, you know, to everyone. And then I remember a few weeks later she commented and said, well, you know, so-and-so never responded back to me. I was like, (laughs) yeah, like for some reason we seem to think that just because we go far enough to thank someone, that there has to be some expectation of like some type of communication back. Like, I I think what it is, is that there has to be like a legitimate thank you. Like, it's just, yeah, I I thank you for it. I'm not expecting anything in return. All right. But I thank you for it. And Hey, by the way, I'm here, you know, if you need me, I got you like,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, people sometimes, you know, I'll follow up with them when they tell me to, and sometimes they've maybe gone a different direction and I still, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm glad, you know, you, we've kept this communication open. I appreciate you letting me know where you're at because, you know, I just want to make sure that I can take care of you the best that I can. And maybe we'll have an opportunity to do business down the road. And I leave it at that, you know, cause you, you can't, you just got to take care of people as best as you can and mm-hmm. and show them you're genuine because I think something
0: right? Like you, you, you didn't come out and say, Hey, you know, call me today and I'll get you i I'll get you an extra $5,000 for your trade. Like you didn't say that. All right. Yeah. You're just, you're being genuine and saying, you know, when you're here, I'm here, you know? Let's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when people, you know, when you're on the phone and, and when you get people on the phone, they're, they're like, Oh man, trying to sell me something and trying to buy, you know, sell me a new truck or, and I try to get past that and get them comfortable and say, well, look, mm-hmm based off where you're at. It looks like you had to put about seven G's down last time. <laughs> so if you're okay with doing that and saving seven grand the next time you do this, perfect. If not, you know, I think we have some options for you. So yeah. before you decide to keep ghosting me on my emails, <laughs> and my voicemails, you might want to give this a good look. And I, and I, I, try, I just tell them I'm, I'm here to try to help you the way that any way that I can. And I'm only here to let you know that you're in a good position to consider this because mm-hmm. how many times do people take their car loan, the length of the car loan? I mean, what's the percentages of that? I mean, I've, I talked to a GM of mine over in, in Florida and he says, you know, I'm not sure the exact number, but I think maybe three or four years before people start looking. It changes on demographic, but that's pretty common, you know, yeah. two and yeah. four to five is usually a common. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to consider and, and, uh, you know, I, am having fun just making some of my transitions and, and just, I'm, I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone where this is going to lead to. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's like, well, I'm curious real quick. I got one for you. Um, yeah. How, how much of your communication efforts, um, doesn't have a, the goal and objective to convert them into a cell? Well, I mean, I that's, it's, look, it's not anything against you. This is our, this is an industry wide thing,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's the thing. That's what rules everything. I mean, they're just all about the sell, you know, they, and, but they
0: say that on one hand and then the other hand, they're like, I want to create a relationship with you.
1: So <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> create yeah. an effing relationship with me. You know? <laughs> like How long long have we been talking about relationship selling and relationship creating and the importance of maintaining and building relationships in our industry? Like we've been talking about it forever, you know? But like, what the hell are we doing about it? We're sending them offers for discounted oil changes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did I lose you? (laughs)
1: There you go. I, lost, I lost your audio for a second. Okay, now you're okay. So I had a, a, a walk around training. Yep. And and he told me, Joe, it's when you can stand side by side with that customer, and you can make decisions together. Is when you know that um, you've gained that relationship and you've gained that trust. And so I always look, I would always look for that when I was on the drive or when I was working with customers because you're, mm-hmm. you're making decisions together. And, uh, and, 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 and so those things, man, I, a guy by the name of Gary Callis, that was the guy that, that taught me that. And I was just like, shit, some of these things just stick with me because you take the good and the bad and <laughs> you just put it all together and you, you just try to find a way that you can do the business that you can the best way. And, but, uh, when we were talking about the relationship, um, you know, I was I was making a call the other day, and this customer's great opportunity. I get them on the phone, and mm-hmm. they just vent about their <laughs> experience, and and uh, just they're having a, a you know tough experience in service. So, <laughs> I got to back down the the sales spectrum here, and for sure, <laughs> because you know what, you have to take care of what their issue is. Well, you had an opportunity to actually be a person.
0: Yeah, and so you know I, I talked mean? to the guy. Yeah, like you just like that. you know, I understand. You know, yeah. just
1: like let's let's chat about this because that sounds like that sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he tells me and takes me. You know, we we go down the road together, and and uh, you know, I've heard these conversations before, and I just I know where it's, where it's going, and and uh, you know, the best thing that I can do is I can forward that to my management department mm-hmm. to let them know, hey this customer owns a navigator. They've also got a Hellcat. They've got a Rubicon. They've got this. They're a beacon. We might want to take care of this customer because it's, uh, this is a, this is a opportunity that if we just let them go by the wayside, it's, it's stupid because we've already captured them and we've already, they're already our customer. They're wanting to do business with us. But that's a different frame of mind between retention and
0: loyalty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when you're looking to create loyal customers, then you look for these types of opportunities, you know? And, um, when you have them, you got to run with it. So you had an opportunity here. All right. Um, you knew this was going to go one way or the other, right? Like either I was going to come out being, you know, my superhero cape flopping behind me (laughs) and I'm going to be Mr. Loyal, um, you know, or this is <laughs> yeah. going to be like, we're going to lose a customer here because this customer is legitly pissed off and, you know, and, and either, either because we actually did something wrong or we didn't, didn't do something wrong. That doesn't really matter because that's his perception. You know, people have to understand that perception is not truth. It is just how that customer is perceiving whatever the situation is. Right. Like, yeah. For some reason, yeah. a lot of times like we get these complaints and we just like, I don't know, we like put our guard up and we're like, what do you want to do? <laughs> You want to fight, you want to fight, you want to fight. They sound like fighting words. You know, they're not yep. fighting words. That's just how that person perceives the series of events went. It's not truth, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you have this opportunity to to be a human, to connect with someone. Walk me
1: through it. How'd it go? Well, I just listened because they, he, you know, he wasn't getting return calls. And, okay. you know, I'm, I'm limited to what I can do on my platform. If it was my dealership, <laughs> obviously, I would... I'd be chewing some ass <laughs> because, you know, and I just said, look, let me, let me look into the matter. I said, I've, I've got experience on the fixed, on the service side. And also, you know, I'm, I'm really here, you know, when I talked to them on the phone, I said, I'm here to, to see how you're doing. And mm-hmm. obviously we've missed the mark somewhere. He <laughs> just started laughing, you know when you get somebody to laugh and kind of chuckle, you know you've got them to a comfort level somewhat,, yep. but I said, you know what let me let me make sure that the people that need to know about what has happened make sure that they're aware of this because they're the final decision makers, and I said, I'll do everything I can on 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 my platform, but I appreciate you, letting me know what's going on because i I don't want to lose you as a customer." Yes. So how do you flag that? Because I was uh, I was doing a BDC training the
0: other day um, and I don't do a lot of training and coaching, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, this particular customer of ours has been with us for a while and been doing digital marketing and video production with us for for a long time. And, you know, they were struggling to find someone that was going to be able to help them train or coach their BDC. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just kind of going in there, one of the first things I was really kind of surprised about was just. Uh, communication processes, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you're offsite, um, which I don't, I don't care if it's offsite or upstairs or whatever. There's still a distance between you and what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm always one, I'm always curious about concerns and stuff. Like what is the process for you? Like, how do you flag something like that? You know, do you define what the process is when the dealership gets a flag and how it gets responded to? Uh, I
1: just, what I do is I, I make sure that the primary decision makers in that situation are aware of what's going on because you they may not even know. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the, the book of business that the dealership has is, is sizable and there's a lot that goes on and <laughs> you know, with turnover and training new salespeople and, and doing this one day and doing that, there's a lot of shit that's on their plate. So yep. I make sure that I touch all the important people that are in that, in that group, in that dealership, because now, is someone at the dealership
0: actually like, I was, I was saying like, where does the buck stop? You know what I mean? Like who, like, okay, cool. You, you, you've talked to this customer. Um, you know, I think there's some opportunities to probably make this a win instead of a loss. You know, yeah. it's like, you're going to flag this information. You're going to send this over, but then how do you know for sure the dealership is going to hold themselves accountable with the information that you actually
1: end up providing? Oh, uh, I, I set up my own reminders and I'll mm, Okay. And I, I'll, I'll, I have a pretty decent memory, but I'll usually, I'll jot down everything and I'll, because I, I just, I don't know why I, I forget all the, I, I remember all the shitty cuss <laughs> deals. <laughs> and, and so sorry to say that, but I mean, all the heat issues, I remember them, man. I could call a heat issue back from two thousand and nine. I don't even know why, <laughs> but it's just because it burned into my memory. So I just I set up a good process of follow up, and uh, and and you have to, you just have to be consistent because there's so much information that you have, and and if you don't set up some type of order of of maintaining yep. that, you're going to get lost. Now,
0: was this a service customer or a sales customer?
1: Well, I was trying Not to really get them both, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of both because they were in a great position. They were going to, you know, they were going to lower their, their monthly substantially.
0: Okay. So the, this call, this particular call that you did was a, uh,
1: was a, a sales call. It, it really was, but you know, you have to kind of, you kind of had to ask the right questions. So, so you know, flag, you flagged the issue, you sent it over to the dealership. Now, what yeah. did the do, what did the dealership actually do? Well, this just happened, so it's been a few days since this happened, so I'm going to be following up here you know, by tomorrow, but we'll see where it goes from there. I mean, I, I generally will follow up to see where it's at and see, you know, if it's been handled, what kind of resolution we have in place, because I don't know both sides of the story because I'm not on. Oh, story. of course. Because, you know what, the story they tell me and what's going on actually could be totally different, but you have to... You know, you have to take it for what they're telling you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and a lot of the warning, you know, red flags that I saw were like, oh, my gosh. You know, the cost to acquire customers is Ugh, insane, huge. It's huge. huge. So you have somebody that is willing to work with you. And this customer, they were an Escalade owner. They were a GM owner. And they got pissed it's, it's off. Not,
0: see, yeah, I see where you're going with that. It's not just the customers. Who,
1: who else that customer is going to talk to? Yes. So they left the GM brand because they got pissed off because of the way they were treated. So they just dumped their Escalade, went to a navigator. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, damn, you know, these people, if they're not taken care of, they're just going to keep hopping. So we need to find a way to, you know, make sure that they're cool and make sure they're taken care of. So I just, it initially was an upgrade and it was a sales call, but you have to take, you know, that conversation and you need to go in the right direction with the customer Yep, I'm sure they're taken care of. Right. And so that's what I did in that matter. So, and, and it's funny cause I've established good relationships with people in a short period of time doing what I'm doing for my platform. They will actually reach out to me and say, Hey, when are you going to be at the store? <laughs> cause they want to <laughs> deal with me. Of course they do
0: because they actually made a connection with you, right? You know, through 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 your tonality, through your verbiage, right? You've actually been able to show that you give a shit. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean, people want to people want to do business. Yeah, people want to do business with people that actually care. Yeah, it's not news. It's not new news, is it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for some people, it is. you know, and, and this day, you know, you see all the leads coming in from all these platforms. So, you know, there, a lot of salespeople are reactionary and they're just like trying to get them in the door and, Mm -hmm. and, and pound them over the head and send them on their way. And I'm just like, dude, you guys have a great book of business. Why don't we just work that? And, and, you know, but everybody does things differently So I'm going to continue being Joe. (laughs) You continue being Joe. I got,
0: I got one for you. I had a dealership and um, I was uh, was sitting, uh, i was sitting in the manager's office and um, uh, just waiting for him to get off a call or something like that so that we can get our meeting started. Right. And uh, one of the admin people came in with a stack of uh, looked like letters, right. Kind of like a thank you card or something like that. At least that's what I thought it was. I thought it was a thank you card. And I can kind of see, you know, just kind of looking over the desk. I was like, what a second. That doesn't say thank you. That says sorry. And of course, I had to ask. And um, I said, what is that? He's like, oh, these are our sorry cards.
1: <laughs> a I'm sorry. Like, card.
0: I'm like, you're what? He goes, he goes, look, man, sometimes we're not always going to meet everyone's expectations. Uh, we're going to try our freaking hardest, but, you know, sometimes we're going to fall short. And I understand that. Uh, mm-hmm. if people are willing to send out thank you cards, I'll send out an I'm sorry card. I just had to take their, I had to stand there for a moment and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why, uh, that's why you're consistently always going to be successful. It was just that, that, you know what I mean? Like this guy was so focused, not necessarily on retain uh, He didn't necessarily have a mindset of retention. He had a mindset of loyalty. Yeah. And this guy was willing as a dealer principal, as a dealer principal, he was willing to come out and apply apologize i'm sorry you know what my team wasn't on their a game that day you know i you know we may not have hit the mark that you were expecting you know but we're sure in the hell gonna try harder next time you know i hope you give us the opportunity to do so like oh yeah yeah i was like damn <laughs> i'm like yeah. talk about just being a human being and a person <laughs> i'm just and being vulnerable right like yeah you know yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I I just thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think that, you know, a lot of dealerships, you know, may try to
1: incorporate that into their own, you know, it's like, look, it's. You have to, you have to have some level of being personable and, and, uh, and especially the, you know, (laughs) you mentioned the other day about like Facebook marketing and and stuff. And I know the value of that. And, uh, and you had mentioned, Hey, you know, what are you, are you just posting shit to post shit? (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a lot of people too. (laughs) There's John with this sign. Hey, thanks. Thank you, John. And you know, and and, uh, I see a lot of that stuff going on and it's, you know, you have to have a, you have to have a focus of, of how you're marketing. And uh,
0: I think you have to have a strategy, right? Like, look, um, even if you have a a mindset of retention, um, there's still a strategy behind the retention right? There's, you clearly work out a strategy with, with your clients as far as communication efforts, when you're going to communicate, when you're not going to communicate, how long we communicate in between them. You know, what is the different type of conversations you're going to have? You know, it's like, we're not going to just keep hitting them with the exact same message every single time. We have to alter that message. Like there's a strategy. There's legitly a strategy that has to be in place. Mm -hmm. It's no different than if you want loyalty, if you want to create loyal customers. And when I think of a loyal customer, um, that's the customer that, you know, um, is at work standing around the water cooler and someone says something like they're thinking of looking to buy a new truck and they're like, let me tell you about where you need to buy that truck, with <laughs> conviction, right? Like with yeah. straight up conviction, let me tell you where <clears throat> you should buy that next truck. Yeah. I mean, that is the, the best form of marketing. You, you, like, we were talking earlier about the cost of acquisition. Like, yeah, there you go. Like, if we, as a dealership, change our mindset to a loyalty mindset, all right, our cost of acquisition continues to lower because literally we're creating loyal customers. Loyal customers, all right, feel good about doing business with you. They want other people to feel good too. So they will literally be walking, talking billboards for you. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know, but we're we're short-sighted to do that. And I don't know why.
1: I I think because... Uh, This is just what I would see when I was, you know, going in store to store. You got, you got desk managers, you got dealer principals. They just, they're inundated with, you know, certain things. And there's nobody that's keeping the staff accountable. Mm, I like that. In fact,
0: actually, I love the fact that you use that word because I just saw on LinkedIn, I connected with a couple of them, um, a position that I had never seen before. um, And they were the accountability manager for the group and I was yeah. like oh oh I like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I I'm, immediately I immediately <laughs> had to reach out to him and find out uh, what what is it what's an accountability manager because I'm
1: excited. yeah um, so you there, there's there's nothing there and I think dealerships and GMs and desk managers they get scared mm-hmm. because turnover so bad and I see it and I'm like so why are they not working the platform? Why are they not making their calls? Well, John sells 11 cars a month and or 15 cars a month. And, you know, we've had two or three new people come and go in the last 60 days. And, you know, it's almost like they're willing to give up these opportunities and retain those customers retention or whatever, because, you know, John's going to do what he's doing regardless and he's Mm -hmm. not going to platform he's not going to document stuff in the in the crm which is like the god world of everything well because again
0: he's just focused on that 30-day cycle so why it's not going to benefit him over
1: the next 30 days so why yeah and so here i am i'm joe the brand loyalty manager (laughs) (laughs) i'm reaching out to these customers and they're like oh yeah i went in and i saw so and so and i'm like well shit i've been trying to get notes (laughs) I'm like there's no notes, there's no nothing and I'm like oh, it's frustrating, man. So there's just, the accountability is have you met a
0: dealership yet with an accountability manager? I haven't seen one yet. No. Okay, so so I reached out to a couple cuz I was super curious, right? Yeah, um, yeah. you know what it is? It's actually a it's I would say the evolution of a sales manager's role. Really? That that's really what it is, you know? Is, you know, I mean, think of like the, I mean, I remember my first sales manager. <laughs> oh, geez. I remember George. Oh, uh, that mm-hmm. guy must have, he must have smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. Um, you know, like he was, he wasn't, you know, think of that old school sales manager. He, look, he was the big heavy. That's what he was. Right. Yeah. yeah. happened to be, I remember George was actually a very heavy and large guy, but <laughs> he, he, he was a guy that came in. He was the closer. That's what he did. Right. Yeah. Like, You know, he came in as the sales manager and it was like set down. I remember he always used to do this thing with his, with his fingers, like crack all those knuckles, like simultaneously. And I was, uh, you know, and he would just, he would, and that's, and that, but that was his job. That was his responsibility. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But so much has changed, right? Technology has changed so much. The efforts that are required now, those activities and those efforts that are required to get the customer into the dealership and then to get them back maybe for another visit. It's just there's so much that goes uh, goes into it. It's not just about closing the deal right there and then, you know, it's about morally holding our team accountable for their, for their efforts, for their activities. So that's actually what this person's job responsibility was. You could have easily just called them a sales manager, but instead they called them an accountability manager. And that's what, uh, that's what his role at the dealership was, was to hold people accountable for the process and the activities that they've deemed yeah. required to get to the results that they wanted to get to.
1: That's it's, it, it's, it's, big, man. When you, yeah. you know, it's really big when you think about that. Cause if you don't, you don't do these things. And, and I had a store that I, when I was more out in the field, uh, I had a Ford store that I was working with and they just said, Hey, none of my guys are making calls Yeah, and he was pissed. He came back from a Ford meeting and he's just like, what the hell's going on here? And uh, he made it a mandatory thing. He was like, Hey, we need to do this many calls before you hit the floor, or before you hit an up. Yep. And, and, and the next time I, I met with him, like the call volume was insane. They went off the charts and I'm like, I almost wanted to hug the guy. Cause I was like, i was like thank you i was like i was like you had to scare the shit out of these guys but you know yep. what sometimes there's there's different types of motivation It's true. <laughs> so, so it was it was you know sometimes by fear well <laughs> but, you know what though um
0: uh, i probably wouldn't go that direction i probably would go but but there's still accountability right i mean the, yeah, you, you yeah, have yeah. to hold someone accountable um yeah. And I really think, you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking of doing these podcasts and I'm thinking about my opportunities where I get to chat with you and you're a front line, man. Like, you're consuming everything. I mean, you're hearing everybody's likes, everybody's dislikes. You're getting hung up on. You're getting chatted to about everything and anything under the sun for 12-whatever minutes at a time. You know, it's like yeah, you yeah. literally – like, I know that you – without even knowing the dealership, all right, probably within the first few hundred calls you get to do with them or for them. All right. That you get a temperature of how, w- what is the commitment of this dealership is to actual creating loyalty or just f- focusing on just transactions. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, real yeah, game. that's true. Yeah, that- <laughs> You so know, I they, they, they do I, send your know. checks right now. <laughs> they do send your checks. Okay. Well, you um, you get to work right with now. a lot. Of you get, yeah, you get to work with a lot of different dealerships. So here's my yeah, next yeah. question. Um, yeah. I love identifying patterns, and yeah. you are what I'm looking at. Like, there's this great data point here, right? There's this source of data. You're consuming. You're making phone calls. Are are you taking calls too, or is it just outbound efforts? Uh, most of it's outbound okay so most of it's outbound. so so you're you know you're you're reaching out man so you are really getting the the truth the perception of these customers have of each of their dealerships now i'm confident that you've seen some patterns all right with dealerships that are just really crushing it you know what how is that called different from a dealership that's crushing it versus one you know is just like Oh, God, do I really want to make any more calls for these guys? You know? <laughs> you mean, I mean you've been getting
1: chewed out all day? <laughs> yeah, so it's, I mean, like, walk me through that, man. Like, it's just like, do you see these patterns? Yeah, I mean, you, you see the patterns and you, you pick up on it real quick. You, you know, you know, because a lot of it can't, you know, point back to service and how they're taken mm-hmm. care of. And there, there's that that old saying, you know, sales sells the first car, and service sells the next three cars. And there's still truth to that. And and that that guy that I talked to the other day that was frustrated, he he said, you know what, I I gauge my relationships based on how how well I'm taken care of in service. Yep. And I said, I said, yeah, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Damn it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. And you get a quick, you know, quick deal on that and you just, you know, the importance of that and uh, yeah, you can pick up real quick and you know, right away the, the stores that are doing well, just because they have, they have good continuity between Mm -hmm. departments. Uh, A lot of my success when I was, you know, on the service drive was um, I, I established great relationships between my sales and my fleet department and, and. Oh, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, there's, there's stores you walk into and it's like, I freaking hate those guys in service. They're trying to take money out of my pocket and, you know, <laughs> or they don't call their customers back. And, and so I just, you know, I've always worked to try to have a good connection there because I've taken customers that were in a position where it's not worth it for them to put money into their car. Sure. I would, I would walk them up to the front and I would stand with them and help them orchestrate and close a deal just because that was the best thing that I would suggest at that time for the customer if they're willing to move forward. So, you know, I just, I know the importance of that and I see it a lot day in and day out. And, uh, (laughs) well, I think (laughs) what it is, is you know what it comes down to Joe? It's people. Right.
0: Yeah. You're you're, you're in the people business. Um, I still don't think that as an industry, we put enough emphasis on our people you know, I, I, and and the reason I say that, I I have a reason. I'm not, this is not like a gut feeling kind of a thing. This is just, I'm looking at it as an actual dollar spent kind of a thing, right? I'm looking at the insane amount of money that we put into marketing, which, and, and then I look at the amount of money that we're putting into people, you know, Mm -hmm. and it is just such a Insane difference and ratio between how much money we continue to put into marketing and how much money we continue to put into developing our people. All right. Yet when I look at the core of why someone does or does not do business with you, all right, one of the biggest reasons, which I'm sure you get this a lot, is people. Yeah. How, I'm just kind of curious, how, what percentage, and you ballpark this for me, right? What percentage of phone calls do you take where a salesperson or a service person's name gets dropped? (laughs) Like, would you say 60% of the time? It's probably,
1: it's half, maybe half the time. So
0: over 50 percent of the time, yeah, all right, yeah, and this is yeah. why, and I'm trying to drive this home for dealerships that are listening and watching this, right? Because yeah. I'm really trying to drive home the importance of our people, OK? Because those people,, right, when they're talking to them, they, they mention them both in positive and in negative ways, right? Yeah like you, you, can, you can create loyalty and lose loyalty for the exact same reason: your people. Yeah. right. Yeah. Um, So, but, so, so it's like, what are we doing then to, you know, you know, to coach and train and develop out our people so that they can, they have that mindset of loyalty and not necessarily transaction. I mean, I find managers, like I'll go to dealer principals. Like I do tons of these meetings and the, and the owner's like, absolutely. You know, I want happy, loyal, you know, loving customers. And I'm like, okay, well, it's clear that your service manager doesn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he must you must have missed that meeting miss that one yeah um yeah you know it's it's just so because there's so transaction it's like we're so transaction focused but we talked a little earlier during the show yeah. that you know what that cost of acquisition is, and having a loyal customer is so much less expensive than to consistently be in this mode of acquire, acquire, acquire acquire, acquire, acquire
1: right oh and and I think that's all, you know, a lot of how dealerships are geared and they're just, I understand, you know, you got your, your internet leads and you got all these different things and, you know, but when you have a book of business, the size that I've seen some of these books of business, I, I agree with you. We're not talking I mean, small books. These are, no, yeah. Shit, Jason. I, I wouldn't even, <laughs> I would never take an, an up. I would never take a, you know, internet yeah. lead unless you, it's, it's insane. It blows my mind what I see, but I'm I'm just taking all this information and and uh, you know I'm I'm trying to build and show dealerships that when you're consistent mm-hmm. and when you run a platform, whether Keyboard. it's, are you, am I breaking up? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're good. Okay, you know I'm trying to build something that I can show that hey. I've been able to bring in and generate business over the last 60 90 days and it wasn't even if I made a phone call it was mm-hmm. maybe a simple thank you letter I mean in the last uh, let's say 90 days I think I've I've brought in the store over 100 100 grand in gross yep and and, and you know what maybe for some stores that's nothing and you know what whatever that's fine but these are customers that were conquest customers. These are customers that were fleet customers and it's just giving them an awareness of, of, you know, the dealership and just reaching out to them. And it, it, Oh God, it's insane. So I'm doing this remotely and it's like, shit, what if everybody else just kind of started doing a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, how far could this really go? You know? Oh no, man, I, dude, I'm completely with you.
0: You know, I, I I just had a group meeting with a bunch of dealerships. Right now, understand when I put these numbers out there, these are Canadian numbers. Yeah, a lot of people think that's small, right? Um, you know, we were. I was deep diving into their database, and you know, they had over thirteen thousand people kind of in the group, right? Thirteen thousand people in the databases combined, yeah. right? Um, that were driving vehicles that were four to five years old. So so we're talking right off that prime period, you know, and literally on one hand, they're talking about, it has a group. They're going to have this three and a half million dollar budget for marketing and acquiring new customers. And then I'm on the other hand, and this is weird for me because I am the marketing guy. Like I should be like, Oh, thank you for the three and a half million dollar budget. I'll (laughs) shut up now. Um, (laughs) Actually my operations manager wishes I would shut up sometimes. Um, And I'm just like, well, hold on, hold on. The meeting's not over. Like, what the hell are you doing with these people there are 13,000 people here that, that are driving four to five year old vehicles? Like, what are you doing for them? They're like, and this was their honest to God answer. Oh, you know, we'll call them. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, What? <laughs> like that was it. That was it. We're going to make a phone call to them. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, it's cool. I actually got, I actually convinced these guys to run a i uh, I'm sorry campaign uh, before they actually made the phone call. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, sorry for being a bad neighbor. I know we haven't talked in a while, you know, <laughs> so the email went out actually pretty good open rates, but um, yeah. I digress. But, um, but you see what I'm saying here, right? We were kind of talking about the point of the matter here is, is that we're constantly focused on the acquisition, but there's so much opportunity there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, there's so many different ideas that I have and stuff that I want to implement, but you you can only implement what you can. And, and when people give you the platform, then, then I'm going to go with it. Cause a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, you know, I, I didn't agree with some of the, the templates and stuff that were already preloaded. So I just started creating my own and stuff that I was showing as success rates, I started going with it and, and, uh, you know when you, when you talk about Facebook marketing and and uh, I don't know if do you do you follow a lot of the Ford do a lot of the Ford stores up in your region?
0: I do, and um, I'm never going to say that I'm like super excited to see what they're marketing <laughs> or or what they're doing on social. So it's like I'll I'll you know what it is I'm an in and out person, right? It's like literally I'll I'll go like I'll go like. A month or so, and I'm like, I'm not going to consume any dealership social efforts or marketing efforts because it's just going to piss me off. Yeah, and then then it's like, like my optimism will start to kick in, and I'm like, nah, it's probably not that bad. Uh You know, you should you should go back. You should check what everyone's doing in the in the market and stuff like that. And then I'll go back, and then I'll be depressed for three days, Um, and
1: the cycle will start all over again. Well, I. I would follow all my, my dealerships, all the competitors on Facebook. And I, and I just, because I want to see like what, you know, what they're doing on social.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, cause I want to see, Hey, you know, and there's a lot of people that are, Hey, thanks John for your purchase and on your new this and that. And then there's some stores <laughs> that, you know. It's you know like, how I feel about this. You know why I'm giggling. <laughs> I know. I know. So you know where I, I, just, going. <laughs> I know. So I think it's very comical, you know, and, and that's great, but whatever. But but then you they have this pre-roll that all the dealerships, <clears throat> they have the same ad, but they run it, and it's all through Ford. Yep. And, and it's like it talks about the same thing. So then you see the other Facebook page, and it's the same thing. And I'm just like, how are you guys differentiating yourself from one to the other? You know, as a consumer, as somebody that's in the market to buy a vehicle, I would follow all these social media platforms because you want to see who you're going to work with before you go in there. You know.
0: So. Well, and I think that's that's the key at the end of the day. We're we're having to differentiate ourselves not just in our marketing efforts, but also in our communication efforts, right? <coughs> yeah. Like you know, but but a lot of dealerships come back to me. Well, no, they already bought a car, the car for me. They're they're you know, no, they're they're my clients. Like I'm not like having to you know, justify, you know, changing up or enhancing my communication efforts just because, but they're already my client. So I'm good. Right. I don't need to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. But what dealerships have to realize is that when we are looking at um, retention and loyalty, all right. Um, the customer's not comparing you to another dealership. They're comparing you to every other business out there. You know, so it's like, look at Amazon's loyalty efforts, look at Netflix loyalties efforts, look at, you know, um, whatever clothing store they go to, you know, American Eagle, I've shopped at American Eagle and I look at their loyalty efforts and their communication efforts. Right. So yeah. it's like we, we fall, we We're not being judged on our communications efforts within the same category of automotive dealerships. No, we're being judged by everybody. You know, literally what is the retention or loyalty efforts that every business out there has. Yeah. So we have to be different. And that's what I'm saying. Like we have to be different in our marketing efforts. We have to be different in our communication efforts. There's really not much of an option.
1: Yeah. You, you have to show a connection. You can't have just pre-roll stuff and and you have to be, you know, this is a quick idea that I thought with Facebook. You could showcase an employee and say, hey, thank you, all my Facebook loyal customers. Um, The first five people that go meet John on the sales floor will give you a complimentary oil change. Nothing, nothing in return. Well, and that's, and that's true, right? And,
0: and I yeah. look at marketing and communication efforts as being really, really close to each other, right? So the strategies are pretty damn similar. When yeah. you, there's three reasons why someone ultimately does business with you. Ironically, the three reasons why they do business with you is the same three reasons why they won't do business with you. So that's something to chew on. Um, <laughs> but they will do business for, with you because of your people, your product or your operational experience. Yeah. That. Funny thing is those are the exact same reasons why they won't do business with you too. Your people, your product, lack of an operational experience, you know? So it goes both ways. The reason we know this, like, this is not like, I'm not coming up with this and I'm like, yeah, I feel like this. No, it's like you read, dude, go to any one of your dealerships. All right. Google reviews, read through the first 50 Google reviews. You're going to see patterns. You're going to see how often people's names are used. You know, Susan was great. Jason, Jason was really, really helpful. Uh, Joe never followed up with me. No, I know you wouldn't do that. Um, but <laughs> you know, like the the p- names are used so often, right? Mm-hmm. Then occasionally you say like, "I love my Rav Four. It's a great car. I really like my Subaru." So they'll put product in there as well. Yeah. And then to the dealer, to the consumer, they'll the way they express operational experience is through, "Oh, you know, it was a." great experience. You know, it was hassle-free. It was fast. It was very convenient. I didn't feel pressured, right? For someone to actually feel that and to define that as experience, the only way they did so is because our processes let them feel that or let them experience that or lack of in some cases, you know? Actually, I love the word experience. You know, it's actually one of my favorite words because it goes both ways again, right? (laughs) Like when I read all these Google reviews, you read all these Google reviews, the yeah. word experience is used just as often in negative comments as it is in positive comments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can tell right away when you work with somebody how their level of experience or level with dealing with your situation that you've presented to them when you come in for service. or You can tell if they've done this before. Yeah. You know, and, and it's... Like you said, you're, you're you're you you hit the you hit it right on the button with, you know, taking care you know the people and and you know setting up processes and you know it's very important. But, and that's and that's what our communication ever seem to look like,
0: right? Yeah, like you kind of need to float in a combination of these three. But if you're always focusing on one, then you're really yeah. losing out the opportunity in the other. So you know when you're yeah. making these calls, you know being able to you know include the message of the product, which is important. I'm not saying you shouldn't include that. I think you should, right? Yeah. Um, And the product could be anything, could be a car, could be an oil change, could be an accessory. I don't really give a crap what it is, right? Yeah. Then there's the people, then, then there's the message of the people, you know? It's like, how often do we not talk about, you know, our people? Like, is it easy when we send an email piece out to an entire database of people that in the bottom, you know, we can literally include and say, you know, let me introduce you to our employee of the month, all right? Jackie has been with us for the dot, 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 dot. She's, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, oh, well, that's kind of cool, right? Now, as a company, you're telling the consumer that people actually matter to you so, so that you can include it in your, you know, in your consistent uh, communication efforts. You know, yeah. and, and the product of operational experience. Like, you want me to come to trade in my vehicle. Get that. I get this. I get this, all right? All right. As a consumer, yeah, yeah. I can understand. You want me to come trade in my, in my vehicle. Yeah. Well, then give me a freaking reason to do it, you know? Like, 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 give me some real value, something I can really chew on, you know? But no, most of the time we're like, oh, we want you to come trade in your, your vehicle because we're gonna give you, wait for it, here it comes, top dollar,
1: one hundred and ninety-five percent above the market value. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> like
0: jazz hands right now. Um, yeah, but um. Yep. Like, no, seriously, though, like, like, what, what does that mean that, that there's no value? Like, what is does the customer doesn't mean what 195% of market value is or what top dollar means. Like, that's horrible, right? Like, you know, no, literally identify what that operational experience is going to be. Right. You yeah. know, it's like, we are so committed to getting you the most amount of money. Like, here's what we do. Here's the technology we use. Here's what happens when you come into the dealership. All right. Here's what the process is going to be. Or, you know, what? even hell, screw it. You want to, you want to, you want to train your vehicle? You don't even have to come to the dealership. I'll come to you. Like, yeah, you know, like there needs to be an operational experience. We want people to take action, but we're not giving them anything to chew on. You know, you're not building any value. You're not not showing them why they want to do business with you. It's like, why does nobody fill out a schedule, a test drive with me? I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you ever gone to a a dealership's website and clicked on a test drive form? I fucking love it. I love it. First name, last name, blood type, shoe size, name of firstborn, date and time in which you want to come. Now, I'm just kidding, doesn't have that. But, you know, it might as well. <laughs> might as yeah. well. Like, literally, yeah. th- there, there's no value proposition. None whatsoever. We've never defined a value proposition on why someone should actually fill out one of these damn forms.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the, it, but we have that opportunity in our communication efforts.
1: Yeah, very true. Yeah. And I agree with you on that. What's your thoughts on uh, – on like, uh, I, I see a lot of video stuff you do. Mm-hmm. What about like the animated stuff? I, I've seen a video that you put out. What What's your thoughts on that? Um, you know what?
0: Funny thing, animated videos for us, I'll tell you how it kind of started. Um, uh, dealerships want to make a commitment to communicating to uh, their customers in a unique way through video, um, yeah. but would not make the commitment to the routine. So, you know, it's like you'll schedule time to come shoot a video with them and they're like, I'm sick today or uh, you know what I got an appointment I can't do this so finally I was like you know what screw it I'm gonna start doing videos without people (laughs) with you know so then we start doing these animated videos and I say animated everyone thinks Pixar it's not Pixar (laughs) okay No, this is like really simple 2d animated characters right Um, but the animated characters can do some pretty cool things Um, I think one of my favorite ones is I have Freddie from ready the new girl okay so she's Freddie from Ready the New Girl. In email communication efforts and also marketing e- uh, efforts, we get to learn about the dealership's products and their services and their people and their operational experiences through the eyes of Freddie. And Freddie's just a pleasant, easygoing, fun-loving, you know, she's Freddie from Ready the New Girl. Yeah. You know? um, and so it allows us to create a consistent message uh but bring value to value to the to the uh to the customer. Mm.
1: Yeah, I I've, I've been looking at at doing some of that just uh you know I think the video marketing and the animated stuff it, it has some value there. I'm just trying to
0: Well I did eight hundred videos last year for dealerships. So um yeah just a few. <laughs> um, and funny thing is this year we probably Are you do you just, mind just, just in the first month we've already done <laughs> over a hundred. Really? Yeah, good responses though from from people uh animated uh, uh when you're thinking of like um social media there's a lot of talking heads out there like this piece will get turned into a talking head oh well how much we can do about that um but i find the animated pieces seem to be engaging higher even though the message is the same and it may just be for a simple fact that it is just a different, a much different piece of content. There's not a larger percentage of that style of content out there. So that could be the reason for consumption is higher than just a talking head or someone standing there in front of a camera.
1: Yeah. I'm just curious. Cause I, I'm, I'm dabbing into that a little bit and I'm, you mind sh do you mind sharing with me your, do you have a platform or you guys have software that you guys would recommend? Yeah,
0: we do. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Um, you know what? After this, I will find out and I will DM. I'll DM you. Um, that's fine.
1: No worries, I, man. I, I just, know.
0: I know. My team told me they just switched it recently. Um, uh, crap! I can't remember the name. I will find
1: out good. for you. and I'll get it back for you. No, it's all good. I just, like I said, I'm always trying to do do something different. Um, you know, go animate. There we go. Go that's animate.
0: Right. Go, go animate. On. That's the name of the product. Yeah, check it out. Um, you know, I, I, and like I don't because I don't believe any secret sauces. There's no secret sauce, right? Uh, go animate. It's a great tool. Uh, Auto verify the tool you're using. It's a great tool, but tool is only as good as how well someone can use it. That's it.
1: Yeah. So the platform that I use, it it's only as good as what you make of it. Exactly. In, you know all the data, all this information that you get. It's like oh my goodness, it's amazing. You know, and but what are you gonna do with it? What, exactly. How are you going to activate it? So,
0: well, Joe, um, I know we're getting to the end of our time. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was a great conversation. I think there's just so many little chunks in here about communication efforts, uh, mindset changes from you know from retention, more of a mindset of loyalty, um, and it's yep. just really. I think at the end of the day, it's 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 committing it's committing to your communication process and sticking to the routine. You know, and, yeah. that, and that's where you're able to do. You're able to really kind of come in and create that routine for the dealership so that it consistently happens and it's not just this periodic thing that jumps in and out, right? Yeah. Um, for everyone out there that's listening and watching right now, Joe, and we'd love to connect with you and learn
1: more about what you do. Uh, what is the best way to do so? Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look up Joe Triana. That's the best way to uh, connect with me is through LinkedIn. Uh, you can also you know connect with me through uh, Jason. <laughs> he knows there how to get go, just hold. ask
0: me. I will know you how to get hold of <laughs> You
1: know I I'm I'm open to helping dealerships uh whether it's on the fixed or the variable end on the platforms that I that I'm working with um I I've, I've taken a platform I've shown levels of success you know on the variable end and uh you know just simple things being consistent. Yep. So, consistent
0: ski, man. That's what it's all about. Hey, uh, Joe, again, thank you so much for your time today. I had a lot of fun doing this.
1: Hey, thank you. <laughs>